Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor, Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You've had, uh, you've had trouble with your knees in the past, haven't you? I just met with my orthopedic surgeon last week to discuss timing of knee replacement. So uh, this is a highly relevant poem for me. Well, good. It's also, um, you know, we don't usually classify our poems, but I would put this in a category of, of what I would call myth busters. We're going to talk about total knee replacements, often called a total knee uh, arthroplasty. It is obviously a surgical procedure. Part of the knee is replaced with artificial components. Total knee arthroplasty, listeners might not realize, is the most commonly performed orthopedic procedure in the United States. Uh, somewhere north of 600,000 of these are performed annually in the United States. In terms of mortality following knee uh, replacements, it's very low, less than 1%. In fact, uh, one of the papers I looked at uh, was less than uh, a quarter of 1%. And most of those uh, complications are due to pre-existing medical comorbidities. Again, we've talked a lot in poems about the experience of the person doing a procedure. This is another example where surgeon volume seems to impact surgical outcome. Low volume surgeons and low volume hospitals are associated with worse uh, outcomes. In spite of the potential benefits, the total knee uh, arthroplasty uh, is usually performed on an elective basis and should only really be considered after exhaustion uh, of appropriate non-surgical therapies. There are things that need to get managed, prophylaxis against uh, VTE and uh, appropriate physical therapy, et cetera, et cetera. But in the long-term, patients are after surgery encouraged to pursue low to moderate intensity, low impact exercise. Orthopedic surgeons tend to suggest walking and swimming and moderate levels of exercise for all the good reasons that we know that exercise is important. And many of them have cautioned against high physical activity. So you found a poem. It was published in a journal that I didn't even know existed uh, called Knee. It was published in 2022. For those of you that subscribe or have access to knee, it starts on page 168. It attempts to answer a very important question. After a total knee replacement, does high level physical activity cause the knee to wear out uh, more quickly? Mark, what did these authors in knee find? Yeah, I love the name too. Uh, you know, we have gut, brain, blood, right. chest. Why not knee? You know, right. I'm sure there's hip out there and maybe ankle. You know. Right. You know, so anyway, yeah, I was just had, had some friends over for dinner. My number needed to invite, which we talked about. I was just thinking about that was 1.5 for to get six people to come to a dinner party. I think ah. we invited eight or 10. Uh -huh. So uh, we got six. So anyway, one of the guys had had a knee replacement about four or five years ago, and he was a runner. And he basically told his orthopedic surgeon, I'm going to keep running. And he kept running. He had both knees done. And he continues to do half marathons and do, does quite well. So I thought it was really interesting to follow up with him. I hadn't seen him in a few years. And um, anyway, so here's the results of the study. This was a systematic review. They found five cohort studies where you assemble a group of people and follow them forward over time. And one case control study where you find people who have, uh, who exercise and people who don't, and then see 
uh, what happened to them. Overall, 4,800 procedures were performed in about 4,300 patients with a mean follow-up of four to 12 years. Uh, the studies included patients undergoing total knee arthroplasty and where their recreational and sports activity was measured and for whom they also knew about any surgical revisions that were needed over time. They excluded fracture-related replacements and simultaneous bilateral knee replacements, which I wouldn't advise. One investigator extracted the data and a second one checked the data. The risk of bias was moderate for five of the studies and high for one, the case control study. They found no association between high physical activity and an increased risk of revision surgery. They rated the quality of that evidence very low, though. Uh, revision surgery due to loosening was also no difference between groups. Level of certainty there was moderate. There was one study with over 2,000 participants that actually found a protective effect of high physical activity on knee replacement survivorship. The odds ratio was 2.4. Uh, again, level of certainty low. So one main limitation of the study is that they lumped all physical activity that, that was considered high, including swimming versus running, together. So the specific kind of activity we don't have information about. We just know high physical activity, it's bottom line, is not associated with an increased risk and the need for total knee replacement revision and may actually be protective. Uh, they say that only uh, the authors kind of extrapolate from this and say that only people with prior to surgery experience in demanding sports like tennis or downhill skiing should engage in them after surgery. So I will not take up um, downhill skiing after my knee surgery, uh, but I may continue to do cross-country skiing, which I've done for a long time. They had, uh, as uh, Alan Shaughnessy, who wrote this, says they, he closes by saying, they render no opinions on breakdancing, Irish clogging, or skateboarding. So Tony uh, Hawk, uh, watch out. Right, probably uh, sky jumping as well. If you haven't done it before, probably not a good time to. Yeah, that seems like it'd be hard. But you know, again, the the sort of prevailing wisdom was be careful. You know, don't. Do, but it just doesn't seem to really hold up. At least there's no evidence to support that. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, just a research question for you, Mark. What does it mean when they say that there was a moderate level of bias for a cohort study? It often means that they didn't follow all the patients in the cohort for the entire study duration. Uh, it might mean that there was a problem with how they ascertained information about the surgery or how they measured the uh, physical activity level. Uh, lots of different things that can go into, you know, impairing the, the certainty or the, the level of bias in a, in a cohort study. So moderate is not something that we need to worry about. I think moderate's probably okay. For You're not going to get high level of certainty with an observational study. Usually that's reserved for um, randomized trials. Sure. Great. Thanks, Mark. Very interesting. Uh, tell us how things go with your orthopedic surgeon. Uh, we'll talk with you again in a week. Sounds good. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem. Thank you.